Well, please turn your Bibles to Isaiah 52. Isaiah 52. We're going to read together from the verse number 7. Isaiah 52, uh, reading together from the verse number 7. We'll read down to the first verse of chapter 53. Isaiah 52, verse number 7, the Word of God says, How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him that bringeth good tidings, that publisheth peace, that bringeth good tidings of good, that publisheth salvation, and that saith unto Zion, Thy God reigneth. Thy watchmen shall lift up the voice, With the voice together shall they sing, for they shall see eye to eye when the Lord shall bring again Zion. Break forth into joy. Sing together, ye waste places of Jerusalem, for the Lord hath comforted his people. He hath redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord hath made bare his holy arm in the eyes of all the nations, and all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of our God. Depart ye. Depart ye, go ye out from thence, touch no unclean thing. Go ye out of the midst of her, be ye clean that bear the vessels of the Lord. For ye shall not go out with haste, nor go by flight. For the Lord will go before you, and the God of Israel will be your reward. Behold, my servant shall deal prudently. He shall be exalted and extolled and be very high. As many were astonished at thee, his visage was so marred more than any man, and his form more than the sons of men. So shall he sprinkle many nations. The king shall shut their mouths at him, for that which had not been told them shall they see, and that which they had not heard shall they consider. Who hath believed or report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Amen. May God encourage our hearts in his word uh, today. Well, on this first Lord's Day of a new year, uh, I'd like to embark on a new series of studies uh, during our communion services. I suspect this might take us into the end of 2024, but we're going to look through the various things here in the 53rd chapter of Isaiah. I've put this off over the years and I think now is a good time for us to go back to a very familiar chapter that, of course, outlines the work of Jehovah's suffering servant. And not just his work, but his person, his work, all seen in this glorious evangelical chapter. Clearly messianic, clearly referred to in the New Testament, an undoubted reference to the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So today I want to turn your attention to the very first verse of the chapter. Who hath believed or report, and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? And my aim today is to seek to provoke a particular response in your heart. I usually have some aim in mind, some outcome that I expect from the Word of God, and today is no different, I just don't always announce it. But my aim today is that you respond in the words of my favorite communion hymn. The words of the verse where it says, While all our hearts and all our songs join to admire the feast, each of us cries with thankful voice, Lord, why was I a guest? That's my aimed response. That as you come to the end of this short message, you will come to the thought in your mind, Lord, why 
was I made a guest at this glorious feast. We're coming before a feast. The elements are spread before us again. These things, of course, which point to that great gospel feast of Christ and all that is for us. But how do we get to that response? Why was I made to hear thy voice and enter while this room? When thousands make a wretched choice and rather starve than come. Why me? Well, we get to that response when we properly understand this opening verse. Who hath believed or report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? This first verse, of course, serves as an introduction to what follows in the chapter but it also serves as a vital connection back to the preceding chapter. Report, verse 1. Who hath believed or reports speaks of something that has been heard. It's the word in the original has that idea of a report is something that has been heard, an announcement. And of course, you go back to verse number 7 of the chapter 52. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him that bringeth good tidings, that publisheth peace, good tidings of good that publisheth salvation. Paul, as we'll see, takes this seventh verse and applies it to the news of salvation in Christ Jesus, Romans chapter 10. I'm going to see there that Paul understands this verse to speak of the glorious news of redemption found in Christ and in Christ alone. Verse 7 is the report, or at least speaks of the report. The report then is mentioned in verse 1 of chapter 53, who hath believed, or report, who hath believed. The arm of the Lord, mentioned in verse number 1 again of chapter 53, to whom is the arm of the Lord, that also goes back to the verse number 10 of chapter 52. The Lord hath made bare his holy arm in the eyes of all the nations. Now, I'll say now something that we'll see in our future studies, but oftentimes these words are in the past tense of things that have already occurred. But yet we know that the full fulfillment is in Christ Jesus. Surely he hath borne our griefs, verse number four. Well, that is yet to come in terms of Isaiah's writings. But such is a certainty that the prophet can speak in the past tense, understanding these things to certainly be coming to pass. And so, verse number 10, the Lord hath made bare his holy arm in the eyes of all the nations, speaks, as we'll see, of the power of God in the gospel being manifest. And yet, verse 1 again says, and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? The Lord's power has been revealed in the coming of his servant, in the success of his servant. Behold, verse 13, my servant shall deal prudently. He shall be exalted and extolled and be very high. So shall he sprinkle many nations. He shall see of the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied. The arm of God is revealed in the success of Jehovah's suffering servant. And so this chapter again outlines God's work in saving sinners through Christ the work that is then announced and proclaimed, and yet who hath believed or report? One writer says this, the prophet in the former chapter has been speaking of Christ as God's servant who should be extolled and made very high. And before he proceed more particularly to unfold this mystery of the gospel, 
he cries out by way of regret, who believed or report? Alas, would he say, for as good news as we have to carry, few will take them off our hand, such as man's unconcern, yea, malice and obstinacy that they reject them. There's good news. And yet verse 1 has this sense of regrets and sorrow. Who hath believed or report? And so as we look at this report and this arm that is revealed, please note, first of all, that the gospel is indeed a report that comes from God. Good news. Verse 7 again of chapter 52, that bringeth good tidings of good. Is that not the words of the angel at the birth of Christ Jesus? Luke chapter 2, the angel said, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. The angel is really taking the words of Isaiah here and repeating them in the hearing of the shepherds. Words that we also get to hear. Good news. Information that is relayed to your hearing. You'll see reference in verse number 8 to the voice. The watchmen shall lift up the voice with the voice. The voice that speaks. The voice that communicates words that can be heard. Please note that in verse 1 of the 53rd chapter, the word report is preceded by the word or. This is not just Isaiah's report. This is the word of all the prophets of all ages. This is the consistent gospel news. The good news that salvation only comes in Jehovah's appointed way. Consistent. God has given his word to prophets and apostles who record the word which preachers can now repeat. You see, please turn across now to Romans chapter 10. The gospel comes as a report to our hearing, a verbal communication of information. Oh, the best of news to the worst of people, but it comes to our hearts, it comes to our ears. Of course, verse number 13 of Romans chapter 10, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, but how shall they call in whom they have not believed? They're going to call upon the Lord when they come to believe in the grace of God. And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent as it is written? Here's Isaiah 52. How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel and note the next quotation, verse 16 of Romans chapter 10. For Isaiah saith, Lord, who hath believed or report? So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So here we see very clearly the gospel that is referred to in Romans chapter 10 is predicted in Isaiah 52 and 53. It is the good news of Christ Jesus. Because whoever is going to come to believe in the Lord, must then come in verse number 9, confessing with thy mouth, if I can put it this way, that Jesus is Lord. Jesus. That name that is given to him at his birth. He is the Lord. And thus, the faith that is required in Romans chapter 10, predicted in Isaiah 52, is faith in the incarnate Jesus, who therefore is the suffering servant. The Jewish Messiah is Jesus, and you must believe on him to be saved. And that is reported in the gospel. 
These are words that come to your minds. Verbal inspiration. The source of this report is God himself. The arrangement is of God. The announcement is of God. And today we remember the gospel of God. Just stop for a second. Stop in your tracks. Think of what's contained in that little phrase, the gospel of God. It's God himself who brings this good news to your minds. He arranged it. He announces it. It comes as a report from God. I could stop right now. And we could gladly receive these elements with benefit to our souls. In the reminder again that God has such a love for this lost world that he puts in place a plan of redemption and is pleased to make that plan of redemption known to the nations of this world. People like you and me. Why was I a guest? Why did I hear this good news? Why was I so favored of God to be given such insight to see the glorious gospel truth? Why, oh, why, oh, why, oh, why? Only because of God's free love. Nothing in yourself, nothing to merit, but all of God's grace and all for God's glory. The gospel, this report from God. Secondly, the gospel that is a revelation of God's power. Again, I made mention of this, the arm of the Lord. Again, back in chapter 53 of Isaiah, to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? The arm of God. Mentioned back in verse 10 of the previous chapter, the Lord hath made bare his holy arm in the eyes of all the nations. That reference is interesting in itself. The arm of God made bare in the eyes of all the nations. I think it might refer back at least in part to what happens when the temple is dedicated by Solomon. And in the prayer of dedication, he says this, For they shall hear of thy great name, and of thy strong hand, and of thy stretched out arm. And then they're going to pray toward the house, the temple. They're going to hear the report of the mighty arm of God, which is the revelation of God's power. God, again, in the terms, the anthropomorphic terms, taking human form to himself, refers, thou hast a mighty arm. God has a mighty arm. Strong is thy hand, and high is thy right hand. Psalm 89, verse 13. And so the arm of God, verse number 53, refers to the power of God. And the power of God is revealed in the gospel. It's revealed in the incarnation. Mary says to the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. In the birth of Jesus, we see the revelation of the power of God. As the eternal Son of God takes on our humanity, yet without sin. And we see there the power of God manifest, revealed, declared publicly. The shepherds make it known. The wise men come and they make it known. The power of God has been revealed in the incarnation of Christ Jesus. The power of God that is revealed in the ministry of Christ. Luke 4, Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee. Peter preaches the gospel to Cornelius and says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good. 
the public ministry of Christ and His preaching and in His miracles is a public revelation of the power of God. You don't need to have seen it for it to be a public revelation of the power of God. You weren't present in 9-11, were you? Or you saw the horrors and the evil of people against others? And yet you understand that evil to be real. And so we have a faithful report in the Word of God of events happened, and we have that faithful report, and we understand the report to be true, the report of the love of God and the miracles of Christ Jesus, the power of God revealed in the earthly ministry of Christ. That power that takes Christ to the cross. Hebrews 9 tells us that it is Christ who shed His blood And he does so through the eternal spirit, offers himself without spot to God, Hebrews 9, 14. And of course, if you turn quickly to Ephesians chapter 1, we see the power of God manifest in the resurrection of Christ. Ephesians chapter 1, verse number 19, in this prayer of Paul to the church, what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us for to believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead. The gospel is a revelation of God's power. Don't you see this? Isaiah is referring to the report from God and the revelation of God. The gospel clearly comes from God and clearly reveals the power of God And yet Isaiah says, who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Because though the gospel is a report that comes from God, a gospel that is the revelation of the power of God, the gospel is generally rejected by man. Generally, men hear the gospel and reject the gospel. That's a happy note to begin the new year, isn't it? It is reality. The majority of people hear the gospel, reject the gospel. And if we don't understand that, we will live our lives in continual despondency. We must understand this is the way of God. Who hath believed or reports? The verse clearly does refer to gospel rejection. Paul texts that way. We read the verse in Romans chapter 10, verse 16. For they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah said, Lord, who hath believed our report? So the verse clearly is understood by Paul to being a question that gives the answer very few. Who hath believed? Few have believed our report. Many have rejected the word. You go across to John chapter 12, and you'll see in John 12, this verse used again, John chapter 12, and you will see very clearly it's in the context of the Lord doing many miracles. But though he had done so many miracles before them, though the power and the arm of God had been revealed, yet they believed not on him that the saying of Isaiah the prophet might be fulfilled, which he spake, Lord, who hath believed or report? And to whom hath the arm of the Lord been revealed? 
the gospel that comes from God and shows the power of God is generally rejected by men. But around this table, at this very moment, there are many who have believed the gospel report and who have seen the arm of God revealed and believed that what they saw and what they heard was indeed the revelation that comes from God, the good news that brings salvation to all people. Hence, while our hearts and songs join to admire the feast, we cry with thankful tongues, Lord, why was I a guest? Why was I made to hear thy voice and enter while there's room when thousands make a wretched choice and rather starve than come? That's how you should respond to the first verse of Isaiah 53. And if you've lost sight of that, May God open your hearts again to receive the grace of God. Because it's all of God. It's all of grace. You can be saved for many, many years and you get the idea, well, I've done a pretty good job of being a Christian. And you think, well, maybe God understood that and that's why he, he set me apart. No. Before you walk, before you ran, before you go to anything at all, God in mercy puts his love upon you. Lord, who hath believed or reported? I have. You have. Wonderful grace.